Hey everyone, I hope this finds you well. I'm super sorry that I have not been able to put out another episode since like May, <laughs> but um, you know, just life in general kind of got in the way. Um, also, in case you've been living under a rock, we are still um, having a you know, the coronavirus pandemic, and that's been exciting. Um, yeah, so just wanted to pop in and say we're definitely, I say we, um, that's the royal we, it's really just me. <laughs> uh, the second episode will be out hopefully this weekend, and I'm recording with a really awesome guy, I don't want to spoil anything, but it should be pretty interesting, the conversation that we have. So, um, in the meantime, I did just want to put a, a little something out there because I think when you finally work up the courage to, like, tell people in your life that you have decided to get a divorce, especially the people that might not be really in your, you know, in, into, I guess, your personal life, um, one of the first things they always say after they say, I'm sorry you're going through this, um, is, is why? A lot of people want to know why. Like, why are you getting divorced? And I think that, re that reason is, you know, different for each individual. You could probably group those into very similar buckets of reasons, but, I did kind of want to talk a little bit about why I decided that I needed to get a divorce, not wanted to get one. I needed to get one. Um, and so hopefully this only takes a few minutes, so just stick with me. <laughs> um, my daughter recently had her birthday. Yay. And uh, since she was born, I would say like maybe two weeks after she was born, like when my mom had left, um, and my ex-husband, her dad had gone back to work and it was really just me and her all the time. I was just like sitting one day watching the news, which was even depressing back in 2014. And I don't know, it just hit me like, oh my gosh, I have to take care of this tiny little girl teach her how to navigate the world, which is very complicated and, you know, uh, I guess complicated is very, an, an easy way to put it. You know, the, the world has many challenges for people um, based on your gender, your race, your religion, your beliefs, whatever that reason. So um, I was just kind of, it, it just hit me like a few weeks like it's not just about keeping her alive and teaching her to roll over and walk and read and write and speak and all of that normal human stuff that you know later in life it is kind of about teaching her how to successfully navigate the world and um you know I think most parents can agree with that well since then I have um really purpose 
purposefully, purposely, purposefully. Oh, I'm so sorry. I get so nervous making these that words fail me. Anyways, every year on her birthday, I very intentionally take some time out of my day and think about what I need to do in this next year of her life to be the best mother possible, to um, ensure that I am, I guess, I don't want to say just raising her the way I want her to be raised, but ensuring that she is growing up in, in a household with a family and seeing what I want her to see. Um, if that makes sense, uh, I didn't grow up in a perfect household <laughs> by any means. If you've listened to the first episode, you kind of caught that when I was talking to my mom. Um, so I've never been about just, I guess, giving my daughter the impression that my life is perfect and she lives in a perfect bubble and and outside of that bubble might be imperfect. I don't think that's the most effective way to raise a child. I I want to raise her to be to be safe and know that she is unconditionally loved and that the world can be hard, but we can overcome those hardships. So, with that being said, um I'm not the most mindful person in the world. I think mindfulness is very very important. I struggle with it. <laughs> um I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that can sympathize with me on that point. Sometimes it's very easy to get wrapped up in day-to-day life and um not be mindful of what you're doing. But once a year, at a minimum, one time a year, I really do take time and I'm mindful about my presence in the world, my presence in my daughter's life, and um, it makes me reflect on the past year and it makes me kind of plan and think about changes that I want to make for the coming year. So, in... um. September of 2019, also brought up in the last episode, I I was deployed. So I missed her birthday, which was exceedingly hard for me. I tell her this all the time, and she just doesn't believe it, but her birthday is my favorite holiday. Um, Having my daughter changed my life, it changed my outlook on life, it truly just changed me as a person, made me a much, much better person. Um, I know that's not everyone's experience, but uh, I think she really rounded me out in a way that nothing outside of motherhood could have. So, um, yeah, I, um, in 2019, I just really took my moment. It was, it was a Sunday and I didn't have to work, and I just really thought about the household that my daughter was growing up in and the the woman in her life, which is me, and um, I decided that, uh, or realized, rather, that I really wasn't living up to my own expectations for myself, Um, 
I, you know, was in a marriage to her dad and living in a household with her dad um, and kind of tolerating some behavior and also dishing out some <laughs> some some behavior that I really wasn't proud of. Um, and what it really boiled down to was if my daughter were in a marriage, like the one that I was in, would I tell her that she should tough it out and deal with it? Or would I tell her to move on? And the answer was very clear to me. The answer was, I have to move on. Um, to stay and show her that validating the institution of marriage was more important than um, receiving respect as a human, respect as a mother, respect as a wife, respect as a woman in general. Uh, no, that's a hard no. <laughs> and it really took me kind of taking me out of the picture and just assessing that situation and thinking like, what would I tell her if she were in my shoes? And I would tell her that she needs to move on with her life. Um, and when I realized that I was failing her by by continuing, you know, to promote this facade, I I knew what I had to do. And it kind of started me down the path of of deciding that I wanted to get a divorce and obviously coming back from Africa and initiating all of that. And, it, you know, it did start me down a path of this turmoil or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but um, it was painful, but I felt like it was me being my most true self. And, you know, when she gets older and really feels like she can vocalize, maybe she will hate me for it. I don't know. I don't think so. I hope that eventually, when she really gets older, she will realize that um, the the reason behind me wanting to, to end my marriage and us go our separate ways was about me wanting to show her that women should be valued. Um, <laughs> I think very little of my value as a human being came from me being a wife um, because that is so, you know, it's kind of a, a small concept. And I think as humans, we owe it to ourselves and our communities to try to be the best we can for them, to try to affect change in positive ways in our communities, with our friends and our families, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I, I don't want that to sound like super pretentious, like oh, my ex-husband was really holding me back. Um, that is not how I feel at all. I was holding myself back by trying to conform to societal norms, by trying to not get a divorce like my parents had been divorced by which is like 
proving to them, look, you know, look at how good I can be. Look at this. You guys didn't succeed in marriage, but look at this. I can. Um, and that doesn't help anyone. That's, it was almost like vindictive. Um, I think the saying, like, I I don't even remember the saying. Anyways. (laughs) Um, oh yeah. Cutting off your nose to, to spite your face or despite your face, whatever it is. Somebody let me know what that saying is. Um, yeah, I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. And I, I realized I I was failing her as a mother. If I was going to raise her for the next, uh, nearly two decades, um, in a house where she could observe me being disrespected or, um, my accomplishments being downplayed. I don't ever want her to be in a relationship like that. And I would not be happy, just as I'm sure if you listened to the first episode that you heard how my mom wasn't really happy with what was going on with me. Um, But yeah, that's it. I kind of just wanted to pop in, plug episode two coming out pretty soon, or I guess it's episode three, whatever. Um, second interview and just talk about like the why of why I got divorced. I, um, I love to talk to people about stuff and I'm not judgmental. So one of the first questions I always ask people is like, Oh, why? Tell me why? Like, I want to get in your head. I want to understand where you're coming from. All people are different, and I just love to hear how other people think about situations. So if you have a good why for why you wanted to get divorced, feel free to email it to me at um, divorceforbusymillennials at gmail.com. I do have an Instagram account now, so check me out on Instagram. I think it's at Podcast. I should probably know that, and I will before I start recording next time. Uh, Or, yeah, you can, like, send a a voicemail, I think, through the Anchor app. But that's it. I just wanted to pop in, give a little blurb on my why. Um, I guess I could give a life update. So, I think last time I recorded, my divorce was already final. Yay! Um champagne bottles popping in the background. Since then, we've gotten a cat. We've added to our family. And we even got a pink couch in for our living room because, as my daughter reminds me, this is a girl's house now. So, all girls, all the time. We've got pink furniture. It's pretty legit these days. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. I'm super, super excited about the second interview coming out this weekend. I think it's going to be very interesting. And I really appreciate um, everyone who listens to this. I have noticed that even like three strangers listen to it that aren't my family members or people from back home. So that's exciting. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot. And you'll be hearing from me hopefully this weekend or early next week. Have a great day and stay safe out there. Bye.